0: Welcome to TechPoint Foundation for Youth's STEMcast, sponsored by Roche. Each episode, we sit down with an expert in the STEM industry to get the answers to questions students like me want to know. Roche Diagnostics is a proud sponsor of the STEMcast. Roche Diagnostics has been a part of the Indianapolis landscape since 1964. More than 4,000 employees work to provide insights that help people around the world manage and improve personal health conditions, leading in the development of diagnostic products for cancer, cardiac health, infectious diseases, women's health, and diabetes management. Roche is a proud supporter of TechPoint Foundation for Youth and the Advancement of STEM Education. Today, we're chatting with Kim from Salesforce. Let's begin. So just tell me a little bit about yourself. What are you? What do you do? What's your job?
1: Sure. So I will I'll tell you my title, but then I'll make sure to explain what it actually means because it, <laughs> Awesome, because I probably won't know what it is. Well, it just like sounds like a made up thing. <laughs> so <laughs> I am my name is Kim Milford and I am a principal success manager at Salesforce. So that's my title. What that means is I help our customers get the most out of their Salesforce investment. So that might mean doing different troubleshooting, problem solving here and there. But you know, in the best case scenario, it actually means kind of looking at my customer's overall business strategy and what their objectives are and helping make sure that they meet their goals.
0: What is a failure of yours that has taught you something that you still carry with you today yeah so that's that's such <laughs> a
1: such a great question and I think it's you know a question that people probably get asked a lot because it is such a good question but one thing I love about it is that everyone's is so different oh my goodness yeah yeah so for my answer um, I actually have to go back even further so when I was in high school and even in college a little bit my personal situation, was very, very challenging, very, very difficult. I actually left home when I was your age. So I left home when I was 15 years old and I ended up being on my own and trying to figure out how to get through school and support myself. It was very difficult right now. I know the podcast listeners can't see your face right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know, I'm like in
1: shock. (laughs) That's how I felt too. It It was really shocking, it was really hard. So that made it so that it was really challenging to get through school. I almost didn't graduate high school and I almost didn't graduate college as well because I still had, you know, some personal problems going on. But, what I learned from that, because it was it all kind of felt like a failure at the time, even though it truly wasn't you know, it wasn't a failure on my part, it was just situational. It was just what I was going through and what I was having to deal with and a challenge that i was that I was presented with. It was a long challenge, and sometimes I didn't know
0: <laughs> yeah, I bet
1: yeah, I couldn't see the bird's eye view that you know it wasn't always gonna be like that. But what I did learn is that around halfway through college, I decided to ask for help in a way that I hadn't asked for before. And that really made all the difference. It, it really ensured that I could go ahead and finish school, that I could have sort of a different outlook on life in general as well. And so I was able to ask for help. I was able to um, get some support just you know, from a place to live as well as get some support with my mental health. Because as you can imagine, you know, going through a stressful situation like that when you're so young and you really don't have support, it's very hard. And so that was able to really open up. And I and I kind of wish I had asked for that type of help when I was younger. I just didn't know how. So that's my key takeaway is that, you know, I wish I would have just known how to ask for help and just known that I could and that it would it was okay to ask for help.
0: Yeah, for sure. Man, that's a... It's a whole long story. It's crazy to see how like that's all brought you to where you're at today. That's neat. What piece of advice would you give your younger self?
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh, Claire. I love that question, too. And I think it's it, a <laughs> perfect follow up because I think, you know, based off of what I just told you, I wish I could go back and tell Kim from 2015 years ago that everything's going to be OK. Yeah. And you're doing exactly what you need to do. And also maybe ask for help a little bit more, (laughs) but ultimately, Uh, you know, that's what I, you know, wish I could go back and tell myself is that, you know, you are on the right path. Everything's going to be okay because trust me, it did not feel like that. But I'm 34 now beyond my career, just the way that my life is and, um, you know, my outlook on the world and, and who I am as a person. I'm really happy. I really love who I am and I love what I do. So everything worked out really, really well. But for a while there, it didn't feel like it was going to. So I wish I could tell myself, you know, what's about to happen and that things are about to get a lot better.
0: Yeah, for sure. So what was your first like aha moment? Like yes, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to go. Yeah, so
1: I I didn't really have an aha moment. I really sort of fell into tech based off of, you know, meeting someone when I was working a job. Yeah. I <laughs> was like get me out of here. Just I'll do <laughs> I'll do anything as long as it's not like staring at the gap and trying to sell phones. Like it was, you know, something that I just lucked into. But I ended up, you know, really enjoying thinking in that way, because that was sort of a tech company that I was working for, even though it was a different type of industry. It was the telecom industry. It was definitely a STEM company. And so once I got there, what I realized is that I was fearless. And so that helped me again, one of those soft skills. That's really what helped me be able to pick things up and not being a Afraid of the fact that I didn't understand what was going on and just being able to ask questions and um, really enjoying the process of learning. Um, and then, you know, what followed after that, after I left that company and I got hired by Exact Target and then found myself working for Salesforce a month later, I, um, you know, I just really liked the energy of tech. I I like the um, personality of high-tech companies and the culture. um, And it's where I'm really, really happy that I've been able to make my career.
0: So, I mean, going off of like your career, right? So what was the best decision that made a difference in launching your career?
1: Yeah, so what I've often done... While I was at Salesforce and then also at that previous company too that I mentioned is not being afraid to try new things, um, like I said, and that means raising your hand for special projects. Once you get out of school, once you get into the professional world, that's one thing that is a way for you to continue learning and you really you know, the, the sky's the limit. The world is your oyster. You can kind of do and learn all kinds of different things. It's not like you're just in a class that has a syllabus and you just go through and learn. It's totally different. So, one way that you continue learning is by challenging yourself and raising your hand and saying, I'll do it. I've never done it before, but I would like to try. And so, making that decision over and over again is really what's gotten me to where I'm at in my career.
0: And now, going off of that, What are some of the quirkiest projects you said or just like some of the most interesting or unique projects that you've ever had to work on?
1: Yeah, so I when I was on the first team that I started at Salesforce with, um, it was a proposal team. So I was still writing. I was doing technical writing. And I was on a team called the RFP team. So, RFP stands for Request for Proposal. And so, when a big company wants to buy software, they'll submit a request for proposal and they will accept proposals from companies like Salesforce. And one of my proposals that I worked on came about because our CEO, Mark Benioff, who's like this giant this titan in the industry he's like a big personality and you know he's like really famous he's a gajillionaire not really he's a billionaire and
0: he's (laughs) (laughs) same thing right yeah but he's also
1: like such a um a big personality because he's built this really cool company salesforce he's also very tall he's a super tall guy and this proposal that i wrote this rfp came about because mark benioff bought a car (laughs) once he you know he bought it online he was all excited to get it and he's you know customizing it and stuff and he gets the car he gets in the car and he can't fit into it he's too tall he also (laughs) he also just like was not really comfortable with like the whole user experience like you know nobody told him this car was gonna be so small you know things like that but also um just like the whole process he was like you know what We could probably help them do better, you know, just in a passing thought. So he gives the car because that's what you do when you're a billionaire. He gives this like luxury car to the CTO of the company, like someone else in the company, his friend. And the CTO, which is Chief Technology Officer, he gets in the car and he can't figure out how to program it. So (laughs) Salesforce, I don't know if you know, is is considered the most innovative company in the world. So the chief technology officer of the most innovative company in the world can't figure out how how to program this car. So that's when Mark Benioff is like, you know what? He picks up the phone. He calls the CEO of this luxury car brand. He's like, look, we got to (laughs) talk. We got to help you with your customer experience. And so that's the story that the, um, you know, the sales reps that I was working with on the proposal told me. And so... I will never forget working on that proposal, even though I've done hundreds. I just love that it. it was just like a, a normal human experience that brought about this whole chain of chain of events that got Salesforce a new customer.
0: That's fantastic. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what a story. <laughs> so I mean you've talked a little bit about like your background and your past and stuff. But what are some of the experiences or opportunities that you had like growing up that have um, impacted you socially or academically?
1: Oh, yeah, that's that's such a great question. So I would say one of the biggest social impacts would be really reconnecting and like becoming better friends with my older sisters. I have five older sisters. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm I'm Haitian American. And so a lot of them either grew up in Haiti, well, actually, all, all of them grew up in Haiti, and then, you know, migrated here and had that experience. I was born here. I'm very Indiana. So yeah, and I also am quite a bit younger than them, not too much younger, just in case they hear this. So (laughs) I will. So whenever I spend time with them, I will um, pick different things up. And I just, you know, even though I'm like in my thirties, I admire them so much. They're my big sisters. And I just think they're amazing and magical and so cool. And so, you know, professional and gorgeous and all the things. And so I've, I've really gained a lot, um, from, Becoming just really good friends with them and being able to learn more about our culture and being able to just understand the world from, from their perspective because they're all amazing. There's
0: five of them. So there's a lot That's a lot, a lot to yeah, learn from. I have four siblings and I thought I had a lot of siblings. <laughs> <laughs> so if you could just give any advice or tell a young student like me anything, what would be one thing that we could do to get our path? like to a career in STEM?
1: Okay, so you know my story and yeah. you know that I was not ever expecting that it would play out the way that played out. So unfortunately, I'm not, I'm not someone who often answers questions with like very simple terms. So I would actually ask you, Claire, like what you're interested in. So, you know, figuring out what, what's important to you and, you know, maybe that's still developing maybe you're still figuring that out. So maybe that is the answer, kind of figuring out and being open to noticing what you like and noticing what you're interested in and letting that guide you. What are you, what are you into? What kind of stuff do you like?
0: Okay. So I do love science. Like I love chemistry and biology. Like those are my favorite classes. I also really like, like similar to you, like I like creating things, but I'm more on like designing things so I love like architecture because it like incorporates like math into it but I also love the interior design aspect of it so like architecture and interior design or like something in chemistry and biology not sure very two very different things yeah (laughs) (laughs) those are my two right now
1: that's so cool I and I'm sure that at some point you'll find a way to diverge the two And I think it'll, like, light you up. I think you'll love it. And I think it'll just kind of make sense. And maybe you'll just, like, invent a new career.
0: Yeah, right? Oh, my goodness. That's happening all
1: the time. Or, like, you'll start your own company or something like that. But um, I think that for you, I would maybe look into... Like what types of projects you can do? Like, I don't know if it's through school or through some somewhere else, or maybe just on your own because you want to work on a project or you want to like prototype a product or you want to help somebody, like maybe it's a person or a business or whatever. One of the, to kind of tie it back to like the real world, one of the reasons that I got that job, my first job sort of in STEM was because I wrote, uh, I had a blog that I just wrote for fun. That was like my little project to honestly keep me sane through all of the yeah. all of the craziness of graduating college through a recession with not a whole lot of direction. So I had this blog. I wrote on different topics that I found interesting. And when I was in my interview, which was a really weird interview, but, but I um, ended up working at that company because the person that was interviewing me, this amazing woman who ran the company, and she was so cool. And I was like, I want to be like you. But she was really intimidating. She's like, so what can you do? Like, what are examples of what you can do? And I was like, you know, trying to answer to the best of my ability. But I told her about my blog and she immediately pulled it up and looked at it. And she loved it. And she's like, okay, great. And it kind of gave me credibility. So like little projects like that, they'll teach you so much, but then you never know where they might lead. Our world is so quickly changing right now. You know, you're 15 now, but maybe by the time you're like 18, 19 and you graduate, you might already own your own company and have a job. And you might be like, you know what? College is cool, but I'll do that at some point in the future. Or, you know, hey, maybe I'll do both. Or, you know, maybe colleges will be beating down your door because you've built this cool thing, you know, (laughs) you never know what's going to happen. So working on projects and um, things that just excite you, that's, I guess, what I would do if I were you.
0: I love that. My goodness. That was great. Thank you to Kim from Salesforce for joining us today. We gained a great deal of insight about trying new things and the importance of creativity in STEM. We hope you learned something new. If you'd like to learn more about TechPoint Foundation for Youth and the thousands of students we serve in Indiana and the programs we provide for STEM education, please visit techpointyouth.org.